five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Okay, so Black Friday. This is from Ray Schultz, my old friend Ray Schultz. And he says that cart abandonment peaks on Thanksgiving, which is probably okay. He says people, after, after dinner, they tend to shop a little bit, but they don't necessarily check out. They want to wait for Friday. Okay, so peak cart abandonment, but are they really abandoned? Not necessarily. So you should be ready to send abandoned recapture emails throughout the week. Okay, that makes sense. I would say don't just stop with emails. You know, I mean, I know I go, I get a catalog and then I get picked out what I want and then I go and get it maybe in the cart and then I wait for a sale. I wait for a code to come in my email. I'm an omni-channel shopper. Of course I am. Okay. Shoppers abandon carts all the time for various reasons, but having the right tools to remind them of their purchase can recover online sales at a solid rate. You know, I, 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 I tease about personalization and about modeling, being able to tell what I want. But if you're not doing retargeting on abandoned shopping carts, you're just an idiot because you know what I want. I just told you I put it in the shopping cart. Doesn't mean I'll buy it, but it means I know what I want. It's that or at least I want to keep an eye on it. Right. Uh, and uh, I love that eBay lets me keep the, the cart forever. You know, some some companies, they'll take that cart and after three days or something, they'll empty it for me. <laughs> you know, I remember the first time Best Buy would would go from my from my computer at work to my computer at home or vice versa. And the cart would still be there. And I thought how cool that is. You know, that's like really online shopping. OK, so the cart abandonment was. uh Seven, you know, it's down a smidgen. That's hardly significant. Another, oh, another is add to cart emails. But I would say one of the things you really want to want to think about is retargeting with mail. If you're not set up for it by now, you're probably going to have a little trouble getting it done. I'm not sure. But I know a bunch of people who can do it for you. And some of them are better than others. <laughs> and if you call me, I'll let you know. I'm not going to mention too many. But uh, I know that uh, Brian DeLate is really good. And uh, Paul Lawson down in uh, down in Arizona, if you're on the West Coast, you might want to use him because he is over that way. And Brian is the completely other end of the country. So makes sense. OK, 70 percent of purchases last year on on uh, e-commerce purchases. That's really important to say. We're on mobile, 30 percent on desktop. Anybody who shops on mobile, I think, is into self-torture but that's okay that's what my kids do okay so anyway that was a pretty good article now here's a good article from brand united linda casey direct mail enjoys resurgence and this is kind of a rehash of the article i i cited earlier in the week from business insider saying that apple has turned off their tracking it's allowed opt-out but only five percent are opting in or something it's just blasted it okay and as a result facebook is having trouble because they used to latch on to that stuff and and guess what you wanted and so now and then facebook yesterday announced that they were uh you know displurging or something i forget the word <laughs> decertifying <laughs> decertifying 
thousands of categories, advertising categories. Not that they told you what they were anyway. You know, it wasn't like you could go select on them all. It was it was their modeling that they're throwing away thousands of variables. Why? Well, probably because most of them don't work. <gasps> you heard it here for, first, folks. Most variables don't work. <laughs> you just don't. Okay, and uh, that's the way the world is. Uh, you know, our our system supports 500 variables. It sound, doesn't sound like a lot, but even then, 80% don't have much value. We throw them in there. Sometimes we get surprised. You know, the full moon variable. Or um, or the uh, the percentage of mobile homes was always a hot one, but Facebook probably doesn't even have those anyway. So people are shifting to direct mail, Opti Channel. Now that was interesting because the only person I know who uses that word is David Rosendahl, and uh, everybody else said it says Op. Is it Op? Opti Channel. Opti Channel. Oh, this is Opti Channel. No, what's the other one? Omnichannel. Yeah, omnichannel marketing is more common. But David, I thought, I think David Rosendahl coined this opti-channel. Anyway, it means doing more than one channel at once, I think. Multi-channel, that's another one. We used to call it integrated marketing back in the 80s, <laughs> believe it or not. Okay, so she cites Jason Nickel, who was in that article up here in Brandon Cider, uh, who's the VP of marketing at a company called 10,000. We had a picture of the cover on the other ad, on the other. Uh, on the other article, uh, we're looking. We're here. This is good. We're look actively looking and testing new platforms. And what's old is new again. Print is not most certainly not dead. And uh, then there was a study from Pebble Post that says that 80% of respondents were attentive direct mail, but 50% ignored digital ads. And that's it's got to be higher than that because we all kind of ignore digital ads. Here's a here's a nice article from Jerry Bernhardt. All hail the return of catalogs. My mailbox has been stuffed with them. It seems like it's a resurgence. This is like deja vu. Between Apple's privacy changes and the ongoing controversy over Facebook practices, more and more consumers are steering clear of Facebook apps. Yeah, that's me. I do use Facebook, even on my phone, but I don't use the app. I just use the mobile. And it doesn't work for messaging, but it, then you can switch to the desktop on your phone, which is really squinty. Okay, so many direct-to-consumers are returning to catalogs, which isn't a surprise to grizzled direct marketers. I thought it was funny. I made the list. I was the very last friend of Jerry's to make the list. <laughs> An afterthought. He thought, I better do John because he's going to talk about me. <laughs> anyway, so the question he asked then, are the demographic trends working? Uh, or is this going to be a long-term thing? Is this just a short-term comeback? Actually, according to all my research and studies I read, the young people are into it more than the old people. We've been throwing out catalogs our whole life, but to the young people, it's a surprise, and they're really into it. Now, here's an article I really wanted to get to yesterday from Eric Koenig. I was not expecting much of it because it's what to expect from 2022. And those articles are usually, you know, the same as 2021 and 2020 and 2019. You know, we're going to do big things. It's really going to change. It's all going to be different. But not like this time. Eric really did a good job, and I really like it. Okay, it says, Direct Mail has made a comeback of sorts. It's even surpassed pre-pandemic pre levels. If I could read, I'd be dangerous. Okay, yearly volumes have returned and surpassed pre-pandemic levels. Of course, they're way down from 2007, but... You know, that was a long time ago. If you're thinking about entering direct mail, 
fact is we didn't even start measuring Google ad network and stuff, uh, digital advertising until 2009. People don't realize that. Okay, so that's really what cut into it. But if you're thinking about entering direct mail or updating your 2022 direct mail program, here's a good view. Okay, digital advertising is fatigued. You know, um, Mike Gunderson out in San Francisco says they're getting more and more calls saying we just can't scale digital. We keep throwing more and more money at it, and there's less and less impact. Now, that's kind of what happens at an auction, you know. If you get – I used to watch that where they bid on the bid on the uh, storage lockers unseen. You know, and if one person shows up, you know, and you pay 20 bucks for the locker, almost anything you find is going to pay off. If two people show up, maybe it's going to be 40, maybe 50. If 10 people show up, you might have to pay 200 just to open that door. Well – that's the way an auction is, and that's the way digital is. It's all an auction. So the more people that decide to do it, the more money gets made by Google, and the less effective it becomes, and the more money you have to throw at it just to just to break even. You know, I remember that my Yellow Page salesman friend. He said, I go to customer A, and I say, oh, customer B is going to have a bigger ad this year. You better up yours. Then I go back to customer B and say, oh, customer A is going to have a bigger ad this year. You better up yours. Just go back and forth. Okay, that's what digital ad, ad, advertising is about. Never mind the effectiveness. doesn't matter. You know, Now, you can't auction off postal spots. You don't have much say in it. And in fact, the fewer, the few, the less mail, and the fewer catalogs, the higher they want to charge. It's the way they go because that's the way the government thinks. But, but uh, that said, maybe the prices will go down as more people use it because it'll get more efficient again. Anyway, 75% of consumers are overwhelmed by digital ad exposure, and keen brands are fighting digital apathy and engaging customers offline like the old days, with direct mail marketing, and it's working, okay? And uh, in a recent Ad, Ad Week article, CMOs boasted about the effectiveness of modern direct mail for moving prospects further down the funnel, converting high-quality customers, and stimulating more loyalty from existing customers, okay? And direct mail volumes are up 34% from 2020, okay? But not only have direct-to-consumer marketers launched direct mail alongside their digital programs, they're also, and this is really important, leveraging the offline data used for physical mailings to replace or augment the online data powering their digital campaigns. As I've pointed out, the digital world does not know who engaged with their ad. They only know who bought. They know who was targeted, but they don't know individually. They know... But they don't know if you're paying attention. They don't know if you're if you were mentally engaged. In mail, doesn't throw itself out. Mail guarantees delivery to a decision maker who has to engage in order to deal with it. Not saying that your ad will be loved, but it will be looked at, and that is a powerful basis for real data. Okay, so direct mail list data can be onboarded into digital platforms for use during predictive modeling, device targeting, and campaign performance management. Right, when you start with the, with the household address and you ship to the household address, you have a natural synergy as far as data 
goes. It elevates your data to something real instead of phony baloney graphs from Google Ad Network. Okay, so the first point is targeting. I don't like the word sophisticated. I've made that point often. The strongest pillar beneath, this is something people don't get. The strongest pillar beneath direct mail's effectiveness is targeting. Offline data's rich and versatile, richness and versatility allows direct marketers to identify the niche audience segments or scale campaigns. We get two things in mail. One thing is we get an interest group or something like that, a de demographic, a neighborhood. All three of those are possible. The other thing we get is we know the decision maker in the household will look at it. And those things are not obvious in digital advertising. We also get personalization and relevancy. Eh, oftentimes we don't cause that. It's because your life changes and now it's relevant. Sorry, that's the way it is. It's This is kind of backwards. But at least we know you looked at it. So if it's relevant, you got the message. And maybe it's not relevant. And that this is another important benefit of mail. Even if it's not relevant, you still didn't ignore it. You still registered with it. You know, I need new windows. Am I going to get new windows? I don't know. But I saw another company that's been advertising, and I know about them. Probably won't go to them, but they're in my head. And if I didn't know any better, I might go to them. Okay, omni-channel. See, here's that other word. Omni-channel experiences. Okay, uh, sharp marketers are maximizing the impact of their campaign by unifying physical and digital, also known as fidgetical. <laughs> fidgetical. <laughs> fidgetical. Fidgetal, fidgetal. <laughs> I'm fidgetal. <laughs> you know that. Anyway, consumers embrace and even trust this type of marketing strategy because they can control when and how they interact with the brand. Right. I can lay that catalog down and come to it when I feel like it. And uh, then if I get an email, I go by because it's given me a better, even better deal. Okay. So, Eric, thanks a lot for that article. Actually, very, very good. If you go over to WDMA.org, it'll be up with all the markups, and so you'll remember this even better. You can mark it up yourself if you have very good, if you have very good PDF software like I do. Have a great day. Make a comment. Thanks, Keith. Did you hear I mentioned Paul? Too bad Paul doesn't listen. I especially mentioned Paul. <laughs> have a great day and uh, a good weekend. Bye-bye.